Welcome back to Brisky Business. And this segment is Brisk Bulls and Bears. And this is where we talk a bit about the public market or investments. Uh, that's, uh, that's this section of the program. And you know what? Everyone does investing a different way. It's been interesting to discuss that. And I think you've all learned you know, quite a bit about that, as have I. Uh, one of the things that's cool about uh, this program is Longevity, uh, who is one of the sponsors, is actually a NASDAQ publicly traded company uh, under the symbol YGYI. And uh, because of that public entity, I got to meet uh, the person that has joined me, my guest, Kate Battistelli. So let's bring her back on to Brisky Business. So, Kate, here we go. So this is the uh, public market segment. And we had a, a, a conversation a couple of days leading up to this. And I asked you what your strategy was in, in, in your family or you in terms of selecting public companies or maybe investing money. Uh, how does that work in your household? Well, we, we do. We have some stock. Um, my, my husband, for the most part, handles all of that. We, we talk about what we're going to invest in and we go over the different companies that we're looking at. Of course, Longevity is one of the ones we have. We've, we own a lot of stock in Longevity. And any company that we're thinking about, we'll talk about, pray about, determine whether we want to invest in. But for the most part, I let my husband, he handles all of that. Um, but we always go over everything together and make a decision together what we're going to invest in. But he kind of watches all that and keeps an eye on all those things. He's more the financial genius in the family more than me. So I let him make those determinations. So he's he's the he's the guru in the family. You know what? It's funny you say that. I think the key is the confidence you have that that is going to provide a, a secure future. So if you have yeah. that confidence in your husband and he has the aptitude and the passion, that makes sense. Uh, I have a daughter who is a financial wizard, and I promise you this, when it comes to investing, she's the one to do that. So it's not male or female, right? It's really about who has the aptitude, who has the passion, who understands it, and then make sure the family is confident that that's going to provide a secure future. Once you have that, investing is dialed in. <laughs> Without right. that, we're all basically running on fear and we know what happens when we do that. That's a recipe for disaster. You know, the word investment sometimes is not just about buying stocks, right? We make investments every day. So it's not exclusive to the public markets. It can be uh, talking about stock, but it could really be talking about, I think, the thing we should really be investing in and in thinking how we're utilizing it, which is in the investment of the time that we have. So in terms of that time, what's most important to you? How do you divvy that up? Where do you see your investment in time going that gives you your best life? Well, I think you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in others. I mean, we're, you know, Mike and I are both getting older and you, ha you have to invest in your health, obviously, which is one reason we're involved with longevity. I'm a big, I've been a big believer in health, in nutrition, in supplements, in eating right, eating organic, eating clean. We've done that for years, and I think that's why at our age, and we're both in our 60s, you know, we're not on a lot of medication. We're not we're not dealing with all kinds of different medical issues. We're really pretty healthy at our age and exercise doing, you know, we go to the gym almost every day. We do things like that. We invest in our health, which I think is really critical for all of us. I want to live a long life. I want to be able to get on the floor and play with my grandkids. I want to be able to travel and do all those things. So investing in our health, I think for everybody is really, really important to do. Um, investing in others, investing in other people, investing in the young women in my life, investing in my grandchildren, in my daughter, in my 
son-in-law and our neighbors we've got we're in a community with lots and lots of people so there's loads of neighbors we have a, a real it's a real neat front porch community so we'll sit out on our front porch people go by we invite them up for you know a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or whatever at in the evening and get to know people we've got a really vibrant community we have a really neat life group as part of our church that meets at our house every tuesday night we make food because, you know, I love to cook. So that's kind of one of my love languages. Hospitality is one of my things. And I love to do that for people to, to just say, you know, come over. Let's have a meal together. Let me get to know you. I invest in them. They invest in me. I mean, that's relationships. That's where it's at for me, getting to know people and pouring into them. Because I, I get more out of them than they get out of me. You know, I mean, I, I'm always just so intrigued with other people's lives and what they've learned and what they've done and just you just learn so much about other people you learn so much about life by being around other people so i think when you invest your time in other people and in just in your health and in you know just all those things it, it's it's going to pay just wonderful dividends and amazing benefits for forever no, and I think uh, that I like that reaching out into the community. You know, I don't think we have enough of that going on today. Uh, how how has uh, how has COVID uh, affected that? Has it? What do you do about that? All that social distancing. How do you uh, overcome that that community? Like, how do you make that happen for you in these times? Well, where we are in Tennessee, we're, we're a little bit more open in our state. We have a, a good governor who's allowed us to open up a little bit more quickly than some of the other states. I, I know right now that the numbers seem to be spiking everywhere, kind of in the south. I don't know why that is, but, but we're a little more open. Our restaurants have been open, the gym, things like that. So it's not felt quite as closed here as other parts of the world. So social distancing, we still try to maintain that, but I mean, we have a life group every Tuesday, and we're not we're not wearing masks or anything like that. Nobody's getting sick. Everything's fine. I mean, I, I'm sure there are people that would think that was crazy and wrong, but I'm I'm not buying into a lot of the hype of all of this. I think a lot of it has been media driven, and I I just think there's I think I don't think it's as bad as they're making it sound. You know, I think the the media has really blown this out of proportion because I, I read a lot of I read a lot about this, and I think. I just don't think it's as bad as they say it is. I think it's still bad for the people that get it, but I don't think as many are getting it as, as they're saying are getting it. So, um, you know, it, it's not been that bad here in Tennessee. And in our little county of hundreds of thousands of people, only nine people have ever died from COVID, so, and seven of them were in nursing homes. So I'm not particularly concerned about it here, and it's just not been very bad in Tennessee. So... That's you good know, to hear. I, I, it's not a big issue for me personally, though for others it is. You know, a lot of people wear masks and are are not going out, but a lot of people are. The restaurants are full, the stores are full, so you know, it, it's not been that big a deal here. Well, I'm glad to hear that because there's certainly been a big deal in some places, and uh, I don't yeah, actually depends. disagree with you about the media involvement. Um, so, you know, let's talk about the first book just for a second. So it's interesting because Mary Lou Henner also wrote a book about child rearing. I'd just like to know about how, when that book was written and how old you were and is it still available? Sure, I'm trying to find, oh, I have it right here. Yes, it is called Growing Great Kids. This came out in 2012. It is still available and this is more of a parenting book. This was um, all about our journey raising our daughter. It's basically our 15 parenting strategies and tips that we that we use to raise her into a young woman 
not who would become a Grammy award-winning singer, though that's a great thing that happened, but that would just know and follow the Lord, that would know her purpose, you know, that we just, we wanted to raise her to just know God and follow him. And it was what we did when she was young to, to, to know him and to follow him and to, to maintain, you know, to just live a life of integrity, to live a life of honor, to be a, an honorable young woman. And she did turn out to be that and married a great young man now has five kids and so that's a you know that's been a, a good book that still continues to sell you can still get it on amazon so it's still available well that's cool i i think uh your daughter i mean my goodness it's interesting that you raised her that way and she becomes this incredible christian artist but i think crossover because her music's just so moving and so wonderful you must be so proud and must enjoy I can't even imagine what that must be like for you to look up and see, you know, we don't think that way necessarily about our children, but she's like a pretty big deal and her music is phenomenal. You know, what does that feel like for you? It, it's, it's exciting and it's, it's amazing. But you know, I think if we just dreamed a little bigger for our kids, and that's one of the thing I talk about in Growing Great Kids, that as parents, we can't be afraid to dream big. God showed me when she was young. He started showing me things about her, and I thought, really, God, you, you want me to, to pray about that and to, to dream that for her? But he started putting these big dreams in my heart, and I think as parents, if you have par if you have kids or grandkids, don't be afraid to dream a big dream for them because God has big dreams. He has big dreams for us, even, you know, me in my 60s and when I was in my 50s. It was crazy for me to write books. You know, that didn't make any sense, but God had that dream for me. And if we just tap into that, if we can believe a little bit bigger for our own lives and for the lives of the people around us, we would be amazed what God would do. And that's one thing I try to get across in the God Dares. God has dreams bigger than you can imagine if you'll just allow him to dream those for you. If you'll agree with him and go along with him, you'll be amazed at what you'll be doing five, 10 years from now. That is absolutely beautiful, and, and I, I haven't read that book, but I might jump in and take a look at it. I give a lot of credit to my parents who really just painted a picture that we could do anything we wanted to do, that we could, there wouldn't be obstacles, and if there was an obstacle, make your own door. And I tried to do the same thing with our children, and we've been super blessed across the family uh, with everyone doing well, as you obviously have. So, you know what, this is gonna conclude Brisk's uh, Bulls and Bears, and this is when I kind of grab that cup of coffee and really kind of breathe it in deeply and get into mentorship. Uh, we're going to kick off this conversation because I've got this great guest, and Kate's promised to come back for the final segment with me on Brisk's Best and Brightest. Let's bring Kate Battistelli back onto the program. Kate, you know what I do every every segment as I find a coffee cup and sunshine's like instrumental this we try to find one that we think would be meaningful for the guests that we're with and for you this cup is absolutely great I'm just going to read a few things there's actually a lot on them and they all actually uh, we could think of you and every one of them uh, but one is uh, beauty for your eyes to see faith so that you can believe and courage to know yourself and love to complete your life. So we wish all those things for you. And this segment, and you can, I can promise you this, the coffee's good anyways, but when you drink them out of cups like this, they're all the better. So let's go ahead and talk about mentorship and you know what it means to you, because that's what Brisk Best and Brightest is. We want to reach out 
it really could be to anyone, but we're trying to target that younger group, that one right out of college that's just looking for a path or maybe in their early career. And so what does mentorship uh, mean to you? Did you have mentors? What do you feel about mentorship and how important it is, is it to you? Oh, I think mentorship is critical. I, I had some when I was young. I didn't have as many as I wish I had, but I, I'm, I'm a huge a huge proponent of mentorship. I have young women contact me all the time that want to get together. Either they're maybe a young musician moving to Nashville. We met with a girl. Mike and I met with a girl just the other day. Met with her, took her to lunch. First we took her to coffee, then we took her to lunch. Great young gal that's just moved to town. We just wanted to welcome her. She contacted me and because she knows my daughter, you know, she knows her name. And I thought, well, sure, let's meet with her. There's no harm in that. She knows nobody in Nashville, so now she knows somebody. And I said, just think of us like your parents. You get into a jam, you need somebody, you need something at, at night, you're scared, whatever, just you know now you can call us. We, and, you know, if you, if you just need somebody to, to pray with you or whatever, just know that you can call on us. A great young gal, and, and I know she's going to do great in Nashville. So we get that all the time. I have another young gal who's a young actress who just and she goes to my church and she just she's moved out to LA and trying to make it in the acting business and just needs somebody that can come alongside and kind of help her through because that's a you know that's a world you have to really navigate carefully and I, I I don't know the movie world but I know the acting industry I know that I understand that world so I can help her just kind of walk through that and just the different young women that'll come to me maybe through the writing world or it's, it doesn't matter but I'll, I'll just it doesn't matter who they are if they contact me I get with them and I say yes and I want to sit down sometimes it'll be a longer relationship where we might meet every few weeks and get together just for coffee or lunch sometimes it's just a one-off that I just get to spend some time with them and pour into them whatever I know or whatever they ask me so, but I think mentorship is critical, especially young people today, and they're crying out for it. Because I'll ask, if I, especially if I'm with a group of young women, I'll ask them, how many of you have mentors, older women that are mentoring you? And none of them will raise their hand. And then I'll ask them, well, how many of you wish you had someone mentoring you? They'll all put their hand up, and they, they're crying out for it. They're desperate for it. But so many of the older women particularly, I don't know about the men, but the women the older women are not pouring into the younger women. And I think it's a real failing on our part because we're supposed to be doing it. And for the most part, we're just not. I don't know if it's just that we're stuck in our comfort zone and just can't be bothered or that we don't realize that younger women really do want someone older to come alongside and just help them navigate life, help them navigate raising children, being a mom or being a working mom or a working woman. They, they, they have a lot of questions about life. And, you know, when you're older and you've worked through things and you figured stuff out, it's just helpful to be there, be another voice of wisdom and of reason that has perspective that can come in and say, hey, yeah, I went through that too. Let me help you navigate that. Let me help you walk through and figure that out. So uh, from my perspective, mentoring is not, not just critical, but I mean, it's absolutely necessary. We, we need to be doing it and doing it more. I agree with you. I think it's super essential, right? That's what you mean. It's an essential yeah, thing. But it is, is interesting. Uh, you brought up a few things. These people, uh, these younger, reached out to you, right? Or there was an intro. And I've said this to some young people. They're saying, well, I just I don't have a mentor. I want one, but they're, they're just not available. And I, and I said, listen, let me tell you how mentorship works. If you want a mentorship, you're going to have to find someone that you're uh, yeah. that's there and you're going to have to ask for it. 
because yeah. people unfortunately aren't always all, uh, offering that olive branch. And in uh, in my children's lives, in their business life, very early on, all of them, I said, you need to find mentors in your business. And how you do that is you find someone that you feel decent and ask them if they will. And obviously you want someone at a much higher level. Uh, and when you do that, great things are gonna happen because they've already navigated that road. So that I think is the key. So I think it's, it's definitely on us to kind of open the door, but I think we have to encourage everyone to sit there and ask for that mentorship. It's very flattering. I don't know about you, but when someone will ask me for that help, because it happens so often, they're going to get it from me. How yeah. about from you? Yeah, it, they will. But And I would say ask and ask again. If somebody turns you down, ask somebody else. Just keep asking till you get a yes. And I've had girls say, I've asked five people, and they've all said no. I said, well, keep asking or ask me. I'll do it. You know, I'm getting ready to start something in my church because they just there's a gal there that says, I, I understand you want to start something and she does, too. So we're going to just get something started because, you know, it has to start with somebody. So, hey, I'll I'll say yes to anything like that. So I think we just need to say yes. We just need to be proactive. Or if you see a young woman in your church, maybe or in your life that, you know, is struggling or maybe she's alone or. Her husband works all the time or whatever or if you're if you're a guy you see a young man that you know is you know you just know that he's alone or he's struggling just reach out what's the harm you know take him out for for coffee or for lunch or something it just reach out and see what impact you can make you never know whose life you can change just by reaching out it yeah. can make such a difference absolutely Absolutely. And I'm so glad you feel that way. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I do this program. And, and a lot of the email that, that I get or calls that I receive, it's, they're actually asking for that very path. Like, how do I find people that will help me? And you know, I, I said, how many have you asked? And it's almost always zero. So that's where it starts. I know that takes a lot of courage, but you got to muster up that courage if you want certain things in life. You know, Kay, you know that I talk about gap moments a lot. Uh, I always say that probably no one's ever posted more sunsets than my wife and I do, uh, or sunrises if we can find them, but especially those sunsets. And, and, you know, I think you know what gap moments are. It's that sliver in the day that we don't walk by. It's that beautiful sunset. Maybe it's a flower. It's, it's making sure we find joy in our life every single day, okay? Not necessarily saying, hey, I'm going to have joy because I booked a vacation a year from now in Italy. 12 months is way too long not to have joy. So tell me, um, what do you do to find that joy in your life on a daily basis? Well, we're sunset people too. And there's a, a, a spot in our neighborhood that, that's a little bit higher. And you can, you can go up there and there's a group of us. They're just a bunch of people that have found this little spot that we thought was our little secret haven, but other people have discovered it. But we go up there every night about five to eight because we're in central time. So sun goes down a little bit earlier here, but around, around five to eight as that sun starts going down, we just get some nights, just these glorious sunsets. Cause I'm a sunset girl too. And I'll post them on Instagram if they're really beautiful, which most nights they are. And they just, it, it, it's, Mike and I just love to go up there and do that. It's just beautiful. We'll just sit there, and now we've become buddies with some of the people up there. So we have this little community of sunset people that just sit up there and chat for a few minutes and watch this beautiful sunset. And it's it's just a beautiful time. And then we come back and sit on our porch and chat with whoever's going by or our neighbors. If they're out, we'll go sit with them. And it's I actually, during the day, I think about, who is is tonight going to be a good night? You know, if there's no rain, we can go up and and do that and have our little sunset time. I'm, 
I'm always glad when it's not raining or, or I know there's it's not fully cloudy, so we'll be able to see the sunset. We love that time every single day when we can do it, and it's just it's just a great time of day for us. You know, I, I want to encourage people to find that sunset time in their life, and it doesn't have to be a sunset, right? I don't, it could be five minutes of gardening or just this. Yeah. I see people walk by botanical gardens like every day or a beautiful landscape and, you know, stop and, you know, I know it's an old expression, but stop and smell the roses every day. And, and that's going to relieve some of that stress that's out there because, boy, you know, for every five minutes of news you're watching, I think you need about 20 minutes of gap moments. So I think we've got about one minute left on the program so you know why don't you take us into that close you you know we've come this whole thing what would you like to reach out and just say to people uh, about uh, your best advice you can give them based on what we've been talking about today I think just don't be afraid to try something new you know don't be afraid to believe that there's more for your life than you think there is you may be sitting around just going well this is as good as it gets and i promise you this is not as good as it gets there's more for you god has more he has a dream for you that you can't even imagine so just don't be afraid to dream something bigger for your life because there's more than you think you know what that is a perfect thing to end on and i couldn't agree more thank you so much for joining me on brisky business i love chatting with you it was a ball it was a blast uh give my love to the family give a big hug to mike for me and uh we'll be back and talking to you soon this concludes this week's episode of brisky business with kate battistelli